The Denver Broncos have released Randy Gregory. Should the Dallas Cowboys consider bringing him back? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we're going to get to Twitter questions today, but we've got to start yeah. With Randy Gregory, yeah, who was released uh, from the Denver Broncos after, I believe, just 10 games. He signed a five-year, $70 million contract. My question to you is, should the Cowboys bring him back? I I feel all sorts of different ways about this. And you and I were talking about this before the show started. Like, I, I have a lot of feelings, but I don't know that I have a conclusion on how I feel, like, if they should or not. Um I kind of, th- I, I, I guess, if you were putting a gun to my head and, and forcing me to answer, I kind of think that they should not consider it. I mean, I think it's close. Look, there's so many angles here. First of all, the way in which he left the, the Cowboys, I think, is is the first thing we got to stop at, right? Like the situation and the way that, and and, and it, it goes both ways. Like the Cowboys felt like they were slighted by Randy Gregory, who you know, walked away from what they perceived to be a handshake deal for him to come back to the Cowboys. The Randy Gregory feels slighted because he felt like the language in the contract was a surprise to him uh, about, I I think it was about recouping injury costs or or something like that. Um, And, and it's, you know, as the Cowboys have come out and said, this is pretty much boilerplate language for the majority of their contract. So, uh, you know, I think both sides were, unhappy and upset and surprised by the outcome of the fall, the, you know, the cratering of their negotiations. So feelings is, has a lot to do with it, right? Like, I mean, whether Randy wants to come back or whether the Cowboys want to deal with Randy and Gregory, that's going to be a, a big part of this. I think the other part that we have to discuss is, is this the same Randy Gregory that walked out the door a few years ago? Um, I don't know that it necessarily is, but I also don't know that he can't re- get back to where he was, you know, simply if it was a change of scenery problem or what it was. But I do know this. Randy Gregory is no spring chicken anymore, which is surprising considering how little, how few snaps he's played throughout his career. Um, and I, I don't think his play in Denver from what I saw was something that, you know, was worth mentioning a ton. And, and, and if the question becomes, would I rather have a, a, a less uh, a more consistent but you know consistently less healthy version of randy gregory than dante fowler i think the answer is i don't know and i, I, I since yeah. fowler's on the team i think the tie goes to the runner for me and that's kind of the way that i'm leaning here as well let's get into the player really quickly gregory turns 31 in december or sorry in november he's coming off another injury a major injury where he had to miss most of last year and the numbers have just Declined, and I don't care about the sack totals and stuff. But his game is based on based on rushing the passer, right? His win rate over the last two years has dropped down to twelve percent. That would be the, the the lowest of any edge rusher on the Cowboys right now. His run defense grade, according to PFF, 
is 81 out of 121. Like he's he's just not a good run defender. The run stop stuff has all gone way downhill. There's just a chance that the player that we saw in 2019 and 2020, he he, he just might not be there anymore, Landon. Yeah. Like it, it's and that, that's the hard part because what we saw of him when he was at his peak was somebody who can add a lot of value to this defense. I just do wonder at the age of 31, after so many different lower body injuries, is he kind of a shell of himself anymore? You know, it, I mean, I, I hate to compare it because it's not quite like this, but it's almost like Jalen Smith in the sense that it took Jalen so much to get back to something close to what he was that it sapped him of the length of his ability to maintain that level. I think Randy Gregory, you know, look, uh, Randy Gregory has been a potential guy for years, for as long as I've ever like seen a guy, you know, coast on potential. Uh, he, he, he dealt with a whole bunch of off field stuff. He dealt with a ton of injuries at, at certain points. And honestly, I think that's the biggest problem at this point is not so much the off field stuff is behind him. He's performed well for the Cowboys when he was here previously. I just think that it's, it's the kind of chain of lower body injuries that he's had to deal yeah. with over the years. Uh, and he's 31. Like we said, it's, it's not as easy to come back from. Uh, I just think that for me, I believe Fowler is going to be there week in and week out. You know, like, I mean, obviously injuries happen, but, but it's he's just, been pretty durable for the most part yeah. of the last few years. Yeah. And, 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 and considering we're talking about a rotational defensive end who's, who's not going to play special teams, um, you know, he needs to be on the field because y- you can't just sign him and, you know, make him, make him inactive for half the games because no. he's dealing with injuries. And suddenly now you've got a, a roster problem, not just a, uh, 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 Randy's injury problem. So, so I think if you sign Randy Gregory, his signing wouldn't impact any of the top four defensive ends on this team. Parsons, Lawrence, Armstrong, Fowler. I think they all play the exact same amount. It's probably Sam Williams that would see a decrease in snaps and maybe even Sam Williams is inactive. And I just don't know if the Cowboys are interested in that because they spent a second round pick on Sam Williams. They need to develop him. Um, and I, I think you can make an argument Sam Williams is already a better run defender than what Randy Gregory has has at least been the last few years. I, I have a hard time believing that they would sign Randy Gregory without getting rid of one of their defensive ends. They'd almost like, have to. Yeah, and, and that to me, like, and, and to me, I'm certainly not doing Williams. Uh, Fowler is really the only option. And again, if he's you're asking me. And he's playing well. Yeah, that's it. That's the so, problem to me is he's he's playing he's having some discipline problems and that's why he's like your third or fourth guy, but he's still also making plays and he's yeah. playing, which is sometimes more than you could say for Randy Gregory in the last year. Having said all of that, I saw a couple of tweets yes. that said that the, the market's going to be robust for Randy Gregory and there's going to be a bunch of teams interested to me that just reads like an agent mass texted mm-hmm. a bunch of Twitter people and said, "Hey, there's lots of teams interested." Yeah. I I don't see that. Like, I don't see a lot of teams jumping out there trying to give Randy Gregory a lot of money because he's been hurt. His play has declined. He's going to be 31 and he doesn't play the run. There are going to be a couple teams that will be interested in him. That's true. But if Randy Gregory wants to come back and start on the practice squad, I know that sounds crazy, but play on the practice squad and kind of, you know, wait for an opportunity for more snaps to, to come available and wait for an injury and get his body right. I'm all in, but I don't think this is one where you have to say, hey, Randy, come here. We're going to give you $7 million guaranteed for the rest of the year. Let's go. I also have a very hard time believing 
I, I believe that Randy would take that path, the path of humbling himself to go to a practice squad to kind of get back up into making a roster. I have a very hard time believing he would do that here after yeah. everything that happened. You know, I just, ego is a thing. And, and so I, I, I struggle to think that he would, you know, come back here to, to have a fresh start there. I imagine he would want to go somewhere where he feels like he would get the opportunity to, if he's going to be on a practice squad, be called up and be yeah. playing. And I don't know that that's necessarily the case, if, even if he came here. Why do I get the feeling that we're going to see another number 94 from the Cowboys go join the San Francisco 49ers? And maybe mm. we'll see him in a championship game down the road. Well, this has happened before in Cowboys history, right? Yeah, but we we already saw the ninety four leave to go play in Denver, which was uh, you know, which is the, the other path that they took. Yeah, the market. So, that, that's true. I did. I forgot I, about that one as well. I, I I think that it's it's likely that you know he ends up. I mean, people keep saying the Patriots, and and, and I, that I, to me it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, but I but I, I I just think he's going to go someplace where. Uh, he's going to get an opportunity to get some snaps, uh, you know, be a, a rotational guy at the very least. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not ruling it out though. He, no, he loves Dan Quinn. Not. This is an organization that he knows. The Cowboys do like to take chances on talent like him, and if it costs him absolutely nothing to see, you know, to have another defensive end that could get you five or six sacks, you know, over the course of a season. We shall see. Uh, Landon, we've got a bunch of other Twitter questions yeah. I want to get to. Let's uh, let's talk about Mozzie Smith, the Cowboys' first-round defensive tackle, next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or you're scouting the wa- waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's Joe Mixon. Bengals running back Joe Mixon is off to a slow start with the rest of the offense slumping as Joe Burrow continues to battle back from his calf injury. With the receiving corps, you know, shorthanded because of T. Higgins' rib injury in the Cincinnati Team just desperate of a road victory. They got to get a win starting out one and three. Look for the team to focus on running with the rushing attack and the defense. The Cardinals have allowed some ample production on the ground. So look for Joe Mixon to get 80 plus yards and a touchdown on Sunday. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or dive alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know about the Locked On NFL kickoff live show. Every single Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup your fantasy lineups, and your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know their teams better than anybody else. 
Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, Landon, let's uh, let's get to a question. This one from Amiz. He wants to know, can we get an update on the progress of Mozzie Smith? How has he done so far in the first month of the season? I haven't paid enough attention to the interior defensive line. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, it can be tough sometimes. Uh, you know, look, I think that Mozzie has continued to get better. I, I thought his last game was his best game. Um, from what I saw, I only saw maybe like one or two snaps where it felt like he was laid off the snap. I thought he was doing a, a very good job of getting off the snap properly. Uh, I, I really liked that they started using more of the Hankins, uh, Mozzie Smith interior duo. Yep. Uh, I think it really you know c- creates a stoutness in the interior of that defensive line that is tough to run on. Um, you know, at the very least, even if he's not making plays, like he is destroying blocking schemes at times. I, I'm pretty sure he had a hurry in that game uh, 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 on a pass rush situation. He is getting into the backfield. He's pushing guys around. There's still times when you feel like he needs to have a little bit of better awareness of when he's being uh, attacked from his side, when he's being uh, double teamed by a, a guy from his coming from his side. But I think that if, if we're talking about where he is and his development, uh, you got to give Mozzie Smith some credit here that that it has been a steady improvement and it has just basically been improvement. We haven't really seen him take you know major steps back or anything. It's it seems like week in week out it gets a little bit better. Not maybe not huge steps forward better, but stacking improvement uh, week by week. Uh, I think you're going to start to continue to see better and better results. I think he's going to, I'm hoping he has a really huge game against San Francisco. San Francisco has got a, uh, you know, uh, obviously Trent Williams is one of the best offensive linemen in the world. Uh, but outside of that, they have kind of a, 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 a meh offensive line compared to obviously compared to the rest of their roster. So I, I'm really hoping that this is an opportunity for Mozzie to kind of take another step uh, and really kind of show his value to this team because it's, it's like I said, it's gotten steadily better and better each week, you know, starting from training camp all the way till now. I will say there's been a couple times I saw the New England game where he got kind of pushed out of his gap a little bit, but not so much that he couldn't help make the play in the run game. There was a couple down near the goal line on the first drive of the game, I believe. Uh, but I've actually been kind of impressed with him as a pass rusher. I mean, he's not getting a bunch of sacks or anything, but he's not a zero in the no. in the passing game as we've seen some other defensive tackles where you're – Jonathan Hankins is basically a zero as a pass yeah. rusher. You're not getting yeah. anything. Where Mozzie, I, I, you mentioned the hurry. He's got some nice pass rush wins this year. He's beaten his defender. It, it's not consistent at all yet, but it's he's there. not Oso Diggy Zua. No, no, no. But, yeah, but, but, but Oso struggled with this as a rookie too. Like you saw it in flashes, right. and it just took a couple of years before it became a consistent part of his game. I, I've been encouraged so far from at least that side of his game. Look, and, and again, uh, you know, we've talked about it since he got drafted. If you want to get an idea of how Mozzie is playing, I mean, this is not a one-for-one, but look at how the linebackers are playing. Uh, I even think we said it, uh, I, I think I saw it in the uh, Sounds of the Sideline video, right? Jonathan Hankins was talking to uh, the linebackers coach. He said, hey, you guys owe us, owe us dinner, you know? <laughs> and, and And so – I think that that's you know a good indication that you saw really good linebacker play last week, uh, and I think that that's you know a, a lot of that had to do with the fact that guys like Mozzie and Hankins are are keeping guys like Leighton Vander Esch and specifically Bell, like guys the undersized guys are are, yeah. are getting are kept clean and free to kind of roam and, and and go sideline to sideline and make their tackles. That's a huge part of what Mozzie's job is. So 
uh, you know, part of it is when when you're trying to give credit or trying to figure out exactly where Mozzie is, is as far as his development goes. Part of it is about getting off the football. Part of it is having, like you said, he was able, his strength allowed him to fight through the double teams, despite yeah. the fact that he didn't see it on the goal line. Right? He didn't. Yeah. His 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 play strength allowed him not to be completely taken out of the play. Once he starts seeing that a lot better, then he can anticipate it better, and he's not getting moved out at all. I think he just needs to play more. Yeah, he just and, and he is, and he's playing better football as he goes along. And so, just you know, keep your eyes on his snap on how he's getting off the snap how the linebackers are playing. And I think you'll have a good idea of where Mozzie is. Yeah, I agree. Let's, uh, let's move to a different question. Uh, this one from Jake, he says, how do we get Brandon cooks more involved? It seems like they're having trouble getting him to football. I don't, I, I, I I'm going to push back here, Brandon, because I do think you're right that Brandon, that, that he hasn't gotten the football a ton, but he has been incredibly value valuable. Yes. Go back, go and watch the all 22 tape. The amount of room, that 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 he is creating underneath by you know by some of his deep deep stretching routes uh you know he's he's allowing the the space to operate for guys underneath like uh CD and and, and Ferguson specifically because he's stretching uh the defense so they are getting good usage out of him i just think the teams are you know in general trying to stop big plays and and cooks is the guy that you know is is they're sending up the field to try to you know, lull you into sleep into forgetting about him and then and hitting you with the big play. I think I think the teams that are playing the Cowboys are trying to keep it all in front of them. They understand that this is an explosive offense. And they also understand that, you know, we struggled in the red zone. I mean, that's the, so they're going to try to keep the, the, the plays in front of them. They're going to allow the, the big plays to happen. They're going to make us march down the field and then hope that they can get us into the red zone and stop us. So they're going to focus on not making sure that someone like uh, Brandon Cooks gets loose behind them. Also, we are a month into the season. Week one, the Cowboys were playing in a rain game that they won 40 to nothing. They didn't have to throw the ball down the field. He didn't play in week two. He had a knee injury. Uh, week three, kind of easing him back in. And then week four, uh, he had a couple of nice grabs in this game. Uh, but again, another blowout game. The reason why the Cowboys traded for Brandon Cooks is for this next game, right? Yeah. Like the 49ers. Yeah. Like, this is the game. Yeah. Last year, you just didn't have anybody on the field outside of CeeDee Lamb that scared the 49ers secondary. You needed somebody who could make plays down the field. You got him for this game coming up, for the Eagles games coming up. If he's not getting involved then and he's having these two catches for 22 yards and that's it, I think we can have that conversation. But let's let's wait until we get through this next month because I think you're going to see his role really expand. Or, or yeah, and also you know if the offense isn't working and he's not getting the ball, that's when we should start talking. But the, but as long as the offense is you know having the level of success that they are moving the ball, but at least between the twenties, I, I do think that you know Cooks deserves some of that credit, even if he isn't getting the ball every single time. Sure. All right, let's answer another question about Rico Dowdle, who injured his hip in the Cowboys' Week Four win over the Patriots. We will get to that next. The show is sponsored by Better Help. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you know what you should do, you know what's good for you, but you just can't quite do it? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I have several people in my life 
who have gone to therapy. It's been absolutely wonderful for them. I think it's it's, it's incredible. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. All right, Landon, let's answer one more uh, question before we go. This one is from Lucas. Uh, his, I like his Twitter handle. It's at every day. That's, I'm, I'm assuming that's an everydayer for, for oh, nice, nice. Uh, he wants to know, would you bring back Malik Davis, who's on the practice squad right now, or just use more Hunter Lipke as the full-time RB2 if Rico Dowdle is out an extended amount of time? Yes, I would. Both. Which one? <laughs> both. I think you do both. Like, I think you, you call up Malik uh, if, if Rico can't play. Um, you just use one of your call-ups for, for him. Uh, and then you uh, you you obviously get, turn around and give Hunter Lipke some uh, red zone attempts, right? Um, I just think that, you know, as far as the distributing touches and running the offense part of it, I think you put Malik Davis in and it's great, right? And it's fine. And then when you get down in the red zone, some of those, you know, heavy carries that you may want to give Rico, you just give those to Hunter Lipke and I give agree. him, you know, like four or five carries a game, maybe three or four, not even that much, right? And then Davis. 19, 20 carries a game. No, no, well, let's give him 20, 25 carries a game, maybe 30, 35 catches. Uh, no, and uh, you just, you, you know, you just kind of you fold him into a little bit of, of the, the short yardage goal line stuff. Davis can kind of carry the load when, when you're just I trying agree. to run the offense and give uh, uh, Pollard a breather. Um, you know, and, and, and then you just try to survive that way. I mean, that's, th- this is, we were all basically trying to wait and see exactly what the situation was and how injured Rico was to kind of get an idea of exactly what the Cowboys would do next. Uh, but this doesn't rise to the level, I think of, of a situation where you need to go out and get outside help. You like what Malik Davis did. I think you should this like why what... you have Malik Davis on your practice squad. It's for that's this right. exact reason, not a long-term injury, maybe a two or three week injury. Yep. You bring him up. He helps you get through a game. He's been a functional running back before. And you can kind of just piece together that RB2 role. Yeah. And, you've, and like I said, you've already got a guy also that's on your roster that could stand to get some more uh, uh, carries. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's one of those things where uh, you can't panic, you know, uh, when there's short-term injury situation. No. You, you trust the guys that you've been developing this whole time. Uh, you've got a young guy in Hunter Lipke that that has shown you – has, listen, has cleaned his plate every single time you put anything on it for him. So – I think that, that uh, an uptick in his carry is not a huge uptick, but just, you know, kind of to help uh, carry the manage the load from Malik Davis and maybe even just a, an uptick in Pollard's carries. You know, this is a tough week. You're playing San Francisco. You probably want Pollard to get as many touches as he can physically handle so that you can you know have the best results. So uh, I think the Cowboys will be fine. They'll miss him for sure. But but I, I think that they can kind of fix this in-house. I have to also ask you about Deuce Vaughn because he's the one running back that's on the roster that we didn't mention um, in replacing Rico Dowdle. And I think there's a reason for that. I not saying the Cowboys should move on from Deuce Vaughn or no, no, no. have him inactive or whatever, but at the same time, he struggled. He's struggled the last few weeks. Yeah. It's, it's uh it's been a real struggle. It just seems like it. And it's, and it's, and it's seemingly constantly, uh, uh, it, happening no matter what what's happening, whether it's a it's a run play, a pass play, pass blocking, he's really just having a hard time, and he's had a, a series of bad snaps in a row. I think he had you know one or two carries that that you know were positive and showed mm-hmm. you some good stuff, but 
I mean, the numbers tell the tale, to be honest. Like he's, he, I think he's averaging, he averaged less than a yard per carry, I think, in that game. And, and, it, you know, just the wasn't success able to... rate when he's on the field is really low. And I know those numbers can be noisy, but you also see that on tape. You, yeah. It, that it, it describes what you're seeing on tape. So, uh, you know, I think that part of it is, is kind of like when he's getting into the game and who all's in the game at that point, that is, I think the portion of it, but I, I just, I've seen too much negative play with him on the field uh, and almost no positive yet uh, during the regular season. So uh, I, I just feel like whatever it is, like force feeding Vaughn at this point probably needs to kind of be tapered off a little bit more until we can figure out like uh, something that, that, you know, gets him more comfortable or, or till he gets to a point where he's seeing things a little bit quicker and it's and slowing react. down for him. It's just, it's yeah. probably everything is going a million miles per second right now. So it, it'll come. It's just, he's having a tough go of it in the first month of the year. And that happens to a lot of, Really, the good difference in speed yeah. is just yeah. between preseason and where we are now it's is nasty. is nasty. So it's tough for guys. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Every dayers on tomorrow's show, it's a crossover show with Locked On Forty ers Make sure you guys tune in for that. It's always a lot of fun with our guy Brian Pe- Peacock and our guy Crocky. So make sure you tune in for that. We are free and available on all platforms. Go check out the show on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.